Um, we're going to go right into the first, uh, first paragraph of page 44 on the chapter to the agnostics. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Page 44. In the preceding chapters, you have learned something of alcoholism. We hope we have made clear the distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic. If, when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or when drinking, you have little control over the amount you take, you're probably an alcoholic. If that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. We're going to stop right there, Paul. What do you think of that? Wow. Short and sweet, yes. There you go. So, uh, what have we learned about alcoholism? It has defeated us, yes. Or it was one of the ways, in a sense, self has defeated us. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I like it. I like that uh, paragraph. Uh, they're giving you a diagnosis if you come to some kind of feeling that it could be true. Back then, they didn't have as many meanings that we have now, but you could go to a meeting of AA or hopefully a few, and maybe you'll see you're identified. You'll identify with what's being described, and uh, there you go. And then hopefully uh, you're open to being, you know, changed in a way. Because that's really what the surrender is, is uh, you submit yourself to being changed instead of being the one who's changing everything all the time. And I think it's a whole different attitude and outlook we arrive at through the program. Some people already have all the information. They just need the direction. Others find the direction here and they get an understanding. So... Uh, doesn't matter which way but basically if you submit yourself to this program you're going to come out with a new attitude and a new outlook yeah basically it's not talking about one attitude and one outlook it's talking about you're going to have a new attitude which is going to produce a lot of other attitudes and a new outlook which is going to see things quite differently and uh for some of us who have been underneath this influence for years, are here to just uh, express uh, the solution, really, that there, there is one. And uh, this solution can lead to an incredible condition, which is the problem will not exist for you. I mean, that's a damn good solution. <laughs> so a day at a time. And it does, oh, oh, that's, oh, there's the, there's the little, there's the little problem, a day at a time. I want it to work forever, but a forever can only appear as a day at a time. So a day at a time, we can live as if the problem does not exist for us anymore. Not through so much thought or effort, that's been already done in the working steps, but now we are in the effects of being placed in a position of neutrality with no thought or effort on our part. So the role of doing has been subordinated to the role of being, so to speak, at this point, yeah? So we're not trying to do ourselves into a spiritual condition. We're finding out that we are a spiritual condition, really. Yeah, it's usually different. 
And these are phases we go through in the program. And I feel because uh, those phases haven't really been documented. These, the people who put out the big book had only the most four years of sobriety. Uh, the, you know, that power that they say in uh, a, a vision for us, which is this power is gonna constantly reveal to us stuff. And uh, I think, you know, maybe they got constantly revealed for a few years. We've been constantly revealed for 30, 40, 50 years. So there's more has been revealed, so to speak. As it says, we know but a little, people are gonna come after us and add on to it. What needs to be added on to? The principles, no. The steps, no. Traditions, no. Yeah. The world concepts, no. What needs to be added on is a clearer description of the exact nature of the wrong, really. That's the addition, in a sense. What I'm hoping we're participating in now. Because if enough alcoholics hear the message, it's almost like, like that hundred monkey uh, phenomenon, yeah? If enough alcoholics get a sense of what the exact nature of the wrong is, it's gonna spread through a community. And maybe there'll be newfound relief from the root of the problem, which is the bondage of self. And isn't that what we're praying for? And step three, please relieve us of the bondage of self. Well, maybe a little bit of understanding. I'm not calling it self-knowledge. I'm calling it knowledge about self. I think that can go pretty far. Yeah, and if you could add that little uh, pane of glass in, in your new pair of glasses, you may see certain things clearly, yeah? And maybe you can actually do a fourth, fourth step inventory and see the manifestations of self and how have they have defeated us. It's written right in the book. I don't understand why we're not following that direction. Yeah, that we keep, keep doing inventories on our resentments and fears and shit, and they're not ours. If you read the book, it says they're manifestations of self. And it clearly describes a distinct difference between self and what we are, and what we are is called us, yeah? And that's quite different than the word self. So being convinced, you know, the same thing I harp on all the time, because I think that's what can be added on. It's there. It, you can just read it differently. You'll see it. And like we talked about last week, I, I would say the most common word in the whole big book is probably self, you know, at least in the first 164 pages. It's more that itself is in there more than alcohol, I think, I would imagine. And alcoholism, it is probably mentioned more than anything else. And it precedes a lot of shit that they try to describe, like pity, self-pity, yeah? Like demoralization, self-demoralization, yeah? Self-hatred, self-this, self-that, so da 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 it always starts with self, self-centeredness, self-seeking and frightened, self this, self that. I mean, it's important to get an idea of what that means to you, not just the word that you skim over, but what does it feel like? Because if there is an act of being bound to self, there must be a way of describing it if you're under it, yeah? 
I mean, the first free slave would be the one that knows they're enslaved, isn't it, really? That would be the first free slave to know that it's enslaved so it can share, yeah. So if we're in the act of being bound to self, what does it look like? What is it, yeah? We know the effects of it quite a lot, but what's actually the cause of those effects? Obviously it's us somewhere, yeah, <laughs> in some aspect. And I would say it's us in the aspect of being up the ass of self, yeah? And then it could be us not being up the ass of self. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. We Agnostics is a great chapter. I really like it about the emphasis on faith as a power that has a huge influence in every moment of our day. Not a faith, not like Christianity or Islam, faith, a force, like a power. And that power manifests by the vehicle it's put in. And don't we have enough evidence with all the mental anxiety we live under based on what's not happening of just that, the power of faith. My faith in, the, in those forecasts coming from the head, yeah, is what's causing an effect right now based on a concern about next week. I mean, if that isn't miracle working, I don't know what is, really. That we can make shit out of nothing is incredible. <laughs> it is. Yeah, I could talk to my dog all day, all day, convincing her she should be worried about next week. She's not going to get it. Yeah, she's just going to sm smell an ass or scratch her balls or whatever. She's just she's not going to get it. You can talk to your blue in the face. She's not getting it. Yeah. If you try to convince self. <laughs> You know, not to try to get out of self, it doesn't freaking work. Yeah. So where's the, where's the solution? It's not of self, obviously. The solution is not of self. That's the solution. So if self is running the program, the, the effects of the program are going to be limited, yes? If... There's a surrender of that idea of self through the program. The program is going to become unlimited in a way, because instead of having a higher power of your understanding, you're going to have a higher power or it's going to have you based on its own understanding. It's not going to be, it's not going to let you limit it. Yeah. I mean, we go to meetings and we speak about the great miracles. I got a parking space in front of the meeting. I mean, that's a pretty low level of miracle, don't you feel? When at the same time, you're completely being changed to the point that the problem will not exist for you anymore. Wow. That's a miracle. So, yeah. so if we're not adding on to anything. And we're not subtracting anything. We're just reading page 64 in a way that I, makes sense to me. Yeah. And I've had people actually come over here and debate me on this. 
and they're and they it just they think self is the collective sense of us. Well, I don't believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Why well, wouldn't have said being convinced the collected sense of us has defeated us? <laughs> I can now carry on having resentments about other us's because they are the cause of my defeat. No, it describes something, self, which is really selfing, a mental activity. Yeah. And it describes it to the point that that is what is defeating us. We can't see it because there isn't anything there, but we can see it by looking at its manifestations. Yeah. We get a certain vision of it. it we're not going to see it like a six foot four ogre. Yeah. We're going to see it in awareness. There's going to be a sense of it. Yeah. Didn't that happen when you did the fourth step and the fifth step? Your sponsor would point out certain patterns of how you were defeated and you'd start to recognize it. And then when you went into living again, you'd recognize the pattern. You'd see, oh, Jesus, this is exactly what we were talking about the other day. You could see it finally. Yeah. It didn't appear as a thing. You saw it as an activity. Yeah. You had the eyes to see it by doing the inventory. What would happen if you did the inventory in a clear manner? And I'm not saying others aren't clear, but in this platform right now, the clarity we're subscribing to is seeing self as other. Yeah. And it starts with its manifestations because you can't say uh, I'm other than self. That's just made up. But you can see. You're not the one who has the resentment. Resentment has you. Yeah. It isn't your fear. These are not yours. They're things that have taken you over. You're not in the position to talk about fear as something that you're enjoying or entertaining. Yeah. It's not my fear. It's fear. And it's not being generated by me. It's being generated by self. Yeah. Or me identified as self. So like it says in the book, we are the manufacturer of our own misery. I disagree with that. I believe we manufacture a lot of stuff. Yeah. We manifest a lot of stuff, but we're like the factory. We're like the machinery. It's the one who's running the factory, which directs the product line. Yeah. So we know that when self is running the factory, as active ac al alcoholics and addicts, we seem to manufacture a lot of misery. But you're not going to tell me it's my misery. I'm not going for that. Yeah. Because that same facility that was manufacturing misery, taken over by the higher power that we speak of in this program, is now having empathy for other people's conditions is being is available to be of service and to receive service and all this what happened did the machinery get changed did the factory got broken down and rebuilt no the factory is exactly the same the managerial team is different it has a, it's using it differently than the old managerial team was using it yeah stop claiming the old products as yours or you, or the the new products going to be a, exactly the same as the old products. There'll be you as the owner and you are not the owner. Yeah. 
That's the whole spirit of, of recovery is to surrender self, what we're not, over to the care of something else so that life can go on without manufacturing tons of misery anymore. Yeah, and maybe manufacturing peace of mind or manufacturing community and friendship and this kind of shit. Yeah. The factory is just the form, it's just, it's going to produce experience. It's going to produce observation. It's going to produce perception. It is. But what's running it is what's going to dictate those perceptions, those experiences, those observations. It's that simple. You can be looking at recovery in recovery from self. You can. Yeah. You can be looking at recovery in recovery from the higher power completely different yeah same program everything completely different yeah you're looking at it from self oh that's a drag i got that commitment on tuesday night i wanted to da 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 seeing it from higher power from the gratitude you see that as a fucking privilege to have a commitment yeah it's the same commitment isn't it Exact same, but the attitude and outlook is completely different. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. <sighs> a higher power of its own understanding is revelatory. A higher power of my understanding is quite familiar. It's very similar to like the better brother of the bad brother of self. Yeah. Now I get parking spaces. Now I get dates. Now I get this. Yeah. No. So yeah, yeah. I think it said that the thing it's add on. Yes. Yeah. This is it. You know. What are we adding on here? A diagnosis of the of self, yeah, as a mental activity that has us identified as something that we're not, yeah, and then we live an interpretation through the lens of self, and it leads us to go where it leads us to its own idea of surrender, which is fuck it, yeah, and if it leads us to fuck it. It gives us a solution and, and it says, oh, just have a drink or do this or do that. And then the genie's out of the bottle again. And now you're in the consequential level going to rehabs and fucking the jail for the DUI and all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it, Mike. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate you. Um, hey, Jason, how are you? We have Jason from San Diego, has his hand up, wants to ask a question. Come on in, Jason. All right. Thank you. Good You're to welcome. be here. Thanks, Paul, Mike. Yeah. Um, wanted to share a little bit about an experience that I had uh, based on some things that I heard you say uh, recently on one of your recordings. And it has to do with perhaps there's a better way. We think so. Um, the basis of trusting infinite God rather than finite self. And I had uh, 
what's today? It's only Tuesday, right? So must this must have been last week, weekend or something. I, I get I get the days all mixed up, but let's put it this way. Recently <laughs> recently I had a, a tremendous uh, fear come over me and it had to do with um, something uh, I'd rather not disclose specific details, but it, it was basically concern about someone's uh, well-being that's close to me and some behavior that they're doing, uh, possibly concerning the beverage consumption in their life. <laughs> and uh, I just started freaking out. I mean, really, this was kind of late at night and I just freaked out. So I sat there and did the, uh, you know, the, the, the fear prayer. And, uh, fuck, man, it was still there. It was like, what a waste of time in that moment. And then I sat down, I think in this same chair I'm in right now, and I just, I thought, you know, I could feel that I was, I was in my head and I was relying on my head to deal with this. And there was something, I, I can't exactly explain how this happened. It's something that you were talking about uh, recently, but it was like, trust infinite God. This person actually is in God's hands right now. Never really was in my hands. And I felt this openness happening kind of right from here of trust. Like I've never experienced quite the same before. And it was very freeing, very freeing. And I, it really was like, yeah, perhaps there is a better way. And I think you said was about the problems that I'm having. And like it says in the book, that in the book, in the experience, they're all up here. And I'm listening to this up here. And I, I like the idea of just losing interest in that. It's like, can't shut it up don't need to just get my attention have my attention what you would have me be and i often think about what would god have me be god for one thing god would have me just be in a state of trust and reliance and let the rest of what i would have me be come on his terms just like what you're saying about god is god and god chooses to reveal god to me not as god as i want god to be but as as what my experience is of god same thing it all it all just all comes together because it just is one big package. So I appreciate that. And if you have any other further thoughts about, about this, I yeah. Hey, Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> Cheshire cat. Anyway, so thank you. Thoughts about that. Yes, I do. Yeah. Those things, those little free samples are meant to be honored. Yeah. Mm. Because more, more are coming. Yeah. And this is sort of like uh, that which you didn't know was solid, but you were trusting in the program and stuff becomes solid. You're on new ground. Yes. And so uh, the pause isn't just a momentary lapse and then you step into the thinking. The pause is a, is a different road, so to speak. Yeah. You pause. And then you just don't go down the same road. You pause and you go a different way. Yeah. 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 Maybe yeah. the first examples of pause, you keep going back to the same thinking road. But then after a while, you don't. You go left, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, it builds upon itself. 
uh, what can you know? What can a failed system show you? It's failed. What can a, a successful system show you? It succeeds. So our job is to honor those examples of success. I am facing life successfully. I went back to sleep and got a good night's rest instead of staying up for four hours thinking about a lot of shit I had can't I have nothing to do with really. Can't do anything about it. Yes? That's facing life successfully, isn't it? That's coming from page 63. We learn that we can face life successfully. Honor those, honor those shifts. And there's there's uh your participation in the building of the new way is to honor the building of it. Yeah, that's your you're not there laying down the mortar and writing out the diagrams and the blueprints. Yours is to honor the workings of the higher power in yourself and others, yeah? That to me is how things uh, th that perhaps there is a better way gets stabilized is you, when the better way exhibits itself, you honor it, yeah? You, like you shared right now, that's a form of honoring it. Yeah, and you don't have to preface with it, but I'm still crazy. You can just let it stand, right? Like that. Yeah, something's working. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the thing is, the loss of interest is the key. It's that's again on page 63. Everything pivots based on you lose interest in self, then you gain interest in others and what you can contribute to life. There's a there's a requirement in, at first. You don't just gain interest in others. There's a loss of interest in self. Then there's a gaining interest in others because self can be parading around like it's gaining interest in others just as a way of reinforcing itself, yeah? There are, and Bill W, they describe it about, you know, that person in self-will can look virtuous and kind and shit like that, but isn't it self-will? Exactly. So. This is a, and people go, well, how will you know the difference? Definitely over time, you'll just see it. <laughs> the contrast gets more stark mm -hmm. from the problem and the solution. It doesn't get more cloudy and more confusing. It gets more clear. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah, totally. Because, because yeah. you start, because not only does the solution have that momentary momentary effect it produces like a tremor of that effect yes you, there's a momentum gets built yeah and then that momentum takes you places i feel like and being able to enjoy peace of mind knowing the word serenity and understanding peace and all this yeah i think that's the momentum of the faith getting switched from self to the higher power yeah which we can't do, but we can observe it. Yeah, we just like it says in step two, we came to believe, which means we've observed, yeah, that something has restored me to uh, sanity concerning the insanity that precedes the first drink. That's an observational step. I came to believe, I observed, I haven't drank in eight weeks, first time in years, yeah, I've observed, I'm not fucking up. I'm I'm home at and sleeping at eleven. Not fucking in the tenderloin shit like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I observe. It's simple. Something's working. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Because it is. 
It's not a leap of faith. The leap of faith is in self. That's the huge leap of faith. The program delivers the goods if you're open to it. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Even if you're not open to it, just show up and it will. Yeah. yeah. You don't even have to comply with its effects. You'll just begrudgingly accept them as time goes by. Yeah, because they will be. And you didn't administer the effects, nor did you direct the effects. You observed them. You came to believe. I came to see that something had changed. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So thank you for that. And yeah, it's, yeah. I feel it's thank important to honor. I'm. I feel it's important to honor those events, especially in the beginning, because the head will forget a miracle in a half hour, really. And we'll it will dwell on something that actually never even happened for 40 years or make shit out of nothing. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mm -hmm. want to tell the truth about what's happened most of the time. Yeah. I mean, you've got to break that. You got to break its back by new habits, so to speak. Yeah. So. So it's really good to share this kind of stuff. Yes, of course it yeah. is. Yeah. Don't need to preface it with, I'm still crazy. I'm still terrible. No. Just laying yeah. a skin on its own. There's a miracle. Yeah. You don't, uh, you know, bookend it with the allegiance to the problem. You can just, uh, <laughs> I can't stand that meeting. So people share, oh, it's incredible. But I'm still as fucked up as, every, as ever. No, no, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks, bro. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Because I, I know I, I also know this much that I kind of tried to verbalize a process, but I clearly was not the person making that happen at all. No. I mean it, no. it, it sounds like the head decided to trust the heart, tried to start trusting God. It wasn't like that. It was like this fucking isn't working. Or there was a collapse, a sur a, a, a feeling of being surrendered, not surrendering, but being surrendered in that moment. It's very hard yeah. to talk about. Yeah. Well, then the head will show up and say, "Oh, I'm all, I'm on board." Yes. <laughs> I had a lot to do with it. Oh, yeah. This, I wouldn't think. I was thinking about that the whole time. It's, just, yep. it's, uh, it's like it shows up. It's the one who caused the accident, and it shows up after the accident to <laughs> sort of lay blame on everyone. <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. see it. And it's after a while, you see the charlatan of it, the fraudulence of it. You do, because mm -hmm. it, it's a song and dance. It's constantly trying to distract you so you don't see one thing and emphasize the other. It's like, uh, yeah, I, my girlfriend's son, he's, he's funny, you know, young guy. And his head tries to take advantage of his mom and it works on her to, you know, give him a hundred bucks or something. And then if I come in the room, he stops completely. He just completely because he knows I know because I'm not the I'm not the mark in the experience. I'm not mom. <laughs> his whole thing. Now, maybe he'll get better at it as he gets older, but it's pretty obvious because I was, you know, I had the same head. Exactly. Yes. So, but it's so funny. 
he'll be coming into the room and he's got the story going. And as soon as he sees me, he drops the story and usually goes and pick up some food and goes back into the room. <laughs> Waits for you to leave. <laughs> because it's sort of like, you know, when you see an alcoholic and uh, they, they know you're in recovery, they, they start trying to excuse their alcoholism to you, like, because they feel like you see through the whole shit. Yeah, which you do, actually. <laughs> so that's what it's like, really. Yeah. It's, it likes us to be alone with it. Yeah, it can really work wonders then. That's why it's so important to be in the community of the we. It doesn't like the we at all. It likes the me. <laughs> yeah. So I was wondering about that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's very hospitable aloneness for it. It likes that because it can, most people, See, the problem isn't the problem. It's, it's you in the problem, yeah? The sense of self is the problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, we immediately yeah. direct attention to what we think is the ongoing or the, the momentary problem. But the real problem is the mental engagement with that thing. We're the problem in a sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this mm -hmm. is more like instead of you know, bitching about the house you find yourself in with a huge mortgage, you look at the blueprint room and you go no to the blueprint and therefore you don't find yourself in a house with a terrible mortgage. Yeah. That's what doing the inventory is about, is it gives you eyes to see the patterns of how you've been defeated in this life. So you can recognize the defeat, not after the defeat, but before the defeat. Yes? Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll bring the shit to six and seven. Really? Mm -hmm. It's not you. It's sort of like the idea. There's an old story about uh, in India about a guy who has this huge basket on his head and he's got to get to a destination. It's sort of far and he's walking, you know? And so mm -hmm. his idea of relief is based in a future arrival at a destination all the while you know putting up with this incredibly heavy weight so a guy sees him and goes hey you're right around the block from the train station that train goes to where you're going yeah why don't you go get the train so the guy goes all right he goes into the train now you would think that's all that the passerby needed to do but he doesn't he needs to do a little more he's got to follow that guy to the train because when a guy gets on the train he still has the bag on his head yeah he's still thinking it's up to him to get to the destination it ain't it's the train's responsibility as soon as he stepped on the train the trains is responsible for you arriving at the destination, not you. Yeah. So the guy had followed him and says, hey, bro, you can put the bag down. He needed a reminder. And then he put the bag down and he got to that destination. And then the relief that he was hoping to, to get at that destination, he had while going to the destination. Yeah. This is what it's like with mm -hmm. the bondage of self. Put it down, and then hopefully someone else you're working with, a sponsor or someone, will tell you to put it down again because 
there's the habit of thinking you're the fucking train. You're not. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's important. Yeah. I would think, you know, uh, <laughs> that's why we like to have these talks every, or every week. Because to keep repeating it, it's going to get established, this idea. Like it or not, access it or not, at least you've heard it. Yeah. Yeah, you've heard it. There's another possibility that because that immediate sense of something being yours rarely gets questioned. Yeah. Rarely it does. You know, everyone's walking around under assumption, oh, these are obviously my thoughts. I mean, they're very unique. But those thoughts that seem so unique to your situation are triggered by an algorithm in a way, which is self, bing, and then more thoughts come down to build a case. But none of them have been yours. I'd like to see you tell me how you think them. I'd like you re <laughs> reverse engineer the, all right, let's stop at the end product line, your thought. Tell me, reverse engineer that, thing and how it arrived at your thought yeah did where did where did where was your role in the thought where did you make it do you have it or there was what were you the noticing of yeah mm. but of course we walk around constantly 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 you know we're like incredibly uh concerned about the, the length of my, the hem of my pants with absolutely no sense of what's actually going on. Yeah, in a lot of ways. This my is distributing so much fucking meaning to what comes after it, that my resentment can live and thrive for 50 years in that Petri dish. A resentment doesn't have that length of life. It doesn't, yeah. Mm -hmm. You're usually, you, you resent someone cutting you off and then three, three exits later, you've forgotten. Your head's on something else, basically. When it becomes your resentment, you follow the fucker, a big, you know, a big thing happens, you end up in jail. Yes? Or killed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or killed. Yeah. So it wasn't the resentment. Mm. What gives life to the resentment is us calling it ours, yes? That can stop, it can, yeah? That can stop because it never actually happened. They're not yours. You're not disowning something you owned. Resentments had you. You didn't have resentments, obviously, yeah? Yes. <laughs> you're thinking, yeah, yeah. if you look, you're thinking you got it pinned, but in fact, you're seeing it the wrong way. It's got you pinned, yeah? Same thing with alcoholism. Everyone's talking, I have alcoholism. <laughs> I don't see it that way. I see alcoholism as us. Yeah. The book says I, we're in the grip of it. We're in the grip of it. Exactly. It's page we're 30. Not, we're in the grip. It, because see this idea that that's the whole point that the head loves to have you looking at things from. If it's yours, then it lands on you. Then it becomes moral. Then it becomes bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just get rid of your alcoholism. Yeah. Well, thanks, bro. I wish I could. The mm. fact is because I'm not in that situation. I don't have it. It has me. Yes. Mm. This is what people don't understand. 
Why not you just stop? They don't understand it at all. Because this is the this is the the, the religion of this place is you're the doer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the fucking doer of everything. Yeah. Nothing took you over. It was you. Yeah. Yeah. People have maybe people have a, a lot of empathy for someone who's under the, the effects of cancer and shit like that. But for an alcoholic, fuck you. You shouldn't just stop drinking. Yeah. There's no knowledge. There's no understanding of what's going on. This is a very strange in- interesting thing the problem resides in the mind yeah this is a disease of perception and shit so i was just thinking the problem resides in the mind (laughs) yes exactly yeah yes because mind and my are inseparable tell you the Mm -hmm. truth Mm -hmm. yeah you want to see the influence of mind? Look at the word my. There's a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Everything has to do with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. I'll pass. Thank you, Jason. All right. Uh, we have Tim. Tim, you have a question for Paul. Oh, yeah. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Been a while hey, since, um, yeah, it's been a while. I've, I have been watching um, some of your uh, stuff on YouTube, not being able to get onto the live streams very often of late. So nice just to be able to drop in and um, and say hi, really. Um, just to, not really a question, just a couple of thoughts, really, um, for uh, wonder if you could reflect on them. Just the um, the, the the idea of um, this this concept of um, awareness um the the being able to observe things that we do so we have we have we seem to think we have volition and choices the free will argument again which is a a big one that comes up and completely bamboozles most humans that can't contemplate the concept they don't have free will because of course the idea that we do gives us the right to decide that we're wrong or making mistakes that seems to be the the beautiful joy of having free will is it allows us to hate ourselves a bit more than we might otherwise but the point is um I saw a, a quote the other day, which was the, uh, I don't know if you've heard this one, it was thoughts intrude like unwelcome guests at a party, ignored and unfed, they depart. I wonder what you thought on that as a, as a concept. I, it, it resonated with me and it keep, I've, I've kind of written it because it kind of, sometimes little phrases come up that you can hear. I mean, you come up with so many analogies, they're incredible. And yet sometimes you don't know which one will just kind of keep coming back to your mind. And this one, I don't know if it's of help to anyone else or whether it makes sense to anyone else, but um, um, I just wondered what you thought on that one. But I'll just say it one more time. Um, yeah. Thoughts intrude like unwelcome guests at a party. Ignored and unfed, they depart. That was by Wu Sin. Just yes. wondered on that one. So you can change all that by saying my thoughts. Right. <laughs> intrude in a party. And then mm. I get arrested at one in the morning. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. what's the difference? Thoughts. Both both examples have thoughts in it. One has my, and one doesn't. Yeah. That's the difference. Mm. Yeah. Thoughts seem to intrude, but they don't get fed. My thoughts. They intrude, and then they move in. Yeah. Don't we? Yeah. Don't we see all thoughts as as my thoughts? 
Like, are, are, isn't that the problem? That the thoughts that come are immediately labelled as mine. Well, they're quickly labeled. They're not immediately right. because okay, yeah, there is a yeah, sure. Yeah, so it takes a little while, and then it's basically a habit now that when a thought is noticed, it triggers a sense of being the thinker or the yeah, yeah, yes, mm. yeah. It's just it's a habit in a way. Uh, the mental the mental process is quick, but it cannot beat what we are. Because mm. we really are the pause, and we are before thought. So that's what allows you to live under an experience of my thought and then to have a freedom as just thought. Yeah, that's what allows that to happen because mm. you're before both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. So I mean, one, if one before is an imaginary position and it says it's the owner of everything that comes after the other before is truly the spirit of anonymity and humility it doesn't own shit that comes after yeah hmm. and therefore there's a pattern here what you own seems to own you so and then you want to disown it but you're also in the process of owning it it doesn't work well but what happens if you don't own it it doesn't have the ability to own you, as you just said. You yeah. don't feed it, and it leaves the party. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned earlier as well. I think, which is um, on a personal note, a, a particular issue that I have, which is the idea of um, having when double sort of questioning your own positive good intentions as are you actually being selfless or is this all just a game that the ego is playing in order to and but i think we know at core level whether that is happening or not so i guess i've answered my own question which is i know that i'm not being true but then i wonder what do i have to do to be true and then it comes down to this idea of i'm not that that i think i am and then it, so it's the intellectual understanding is there um always has been probably but it just doesn't seem to sink into the point where you travel lighter in a sense in effect well yeah the intellectual understanding is as help is helpful as far as it can go but it has sure. limits so yeah it's basically sort of something that's taking you far but then it's it's doesn't have the ability to go farther so right that's great exactly and you move on yeah yeah. yeah definitely yeah because yeah. a lot of times uh these things are used almost like shields to an idea of vulnerability and shit and so we keep we move on and the shield gets put down and uh yeah and then that fear of of real knowledge gets dismissed and weakened and yeah then you basically don't think much about that shit anymore Right. Well, that's the key point. But, you know, one of the other things, which is that it's when there's this dilemma or debate between whether it comes from the right place or not. Right. Well, that's vague, but it's purposely said that way, because I think it is quite a, a blurry notion. And then there will be other people that will give, in my case, very positive feedback as to being. Yeah, yeah, this is you're a really guy, nice, genuine. And then it's like just confusing that is the insidious nature of what I'm doing confusing others or do they really know i mean it's analytic it's paralysis by analysis isn't it it's a classic yeah yeah self-obsession so, so you know that thing that that activity that you're describing itself can be turned over 
in a way. Mm. You know, you may want, you may call it the good, it's good, but it can be thrown in, hey, uh, I'm willing for you to take all of me, all the good and the bad. So, yeah, intellect can go and get a nice cleaning and then put in its proper usage. It's cool. Yeah. I've been dumbed down, tell you the truth. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Things I don't have the, I don't have like the, uh, my pay scale doesn't have me on that level. I just, you know, I don't think about shit much. No. I mean, yeah. what, what I would say is though that the policeman and the thief thing does, does seem to be quite linked to that idea of like that you're either in one or the other and you kind of need to see that both aren't you and you then you can get past it but it's uh you're always in this sense of moral righteousness or the fuck it thing where you say you know what i'm not going to listen to that you know the, the voice of authority so i'll do what i want but it always ends back with a problem that you have to try to solve and it's like that's where the demoralization loneliness and despair comes because it's a constant repeating phenomenon that you end up with a here i am again why don't i learn damn and, and well, every time that, you fail, it seems to get harder. But that is, uh, that's, that is a very good description of what you're placed in a, neutral, in a position of neutrality about. Yeah? In other words, you, you don't care about the two sides of the debate. You're just, you see, you're not the one who set the debate up. Yeah? <laughs> you just yeah. You're not interested in, in it. Yeah. yeah? yeah, yeah. So but you're yeah, placed yeah. in a position of neutrality. Yeah. yeah 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 and i feel that uh yeah that it's uh you know that idea of of becoming clear uh the sense of the need to know condition we are in yeah <laughs> we, the mental has a huge need to know but what you are may not have much of a need to know yeah Correct. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So like you were talking about the thought being starved, that desire to know gets starved also. Yeah. Mm. And yet you get super healthy while it's starving, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of being dumbed down. If that's what, if, if traveling lighter is a result of, of, of not. It will be, bro. I, I, feel <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, I used, uh, yeah. when I was young and this is just a story in hindsight, but I had, some emotional upheaval when I was nine. My father died and my grandmother brought me up with my mother. She died and uh, it made a, it, it triggered uh, the head to get more active. And then I could see in hindsight, I truly fell back on relying the th on the thoughts. And it, I could see the distance it was producing by when I got back from uh, these, situations i had the same sister in the catholic school and i used to sit like three desks away from her desk right in her line and i sat there again and i was a million miles she was a million miles away i mean i was i went up the ass to sell at that point and there was like a, a incredible reliance on on that and uh a lot of shit shut down in me and to keep that reliance going, it had a lot of, a lot of disassociation and a lot of stuff. It was, see the head, when something bothers it uh, with a wall of windows, it closes all the windows. It's not a selective 
dealing with one thing it affects the whole system and sometimes it takes a while for those windows to open up again it took a while in this life for those windows to open up and it's um it's more the space in the air that it allowed to come in and then that wanting to know so much uh lost a lot of interest in that yeah Mm. yeah Yeah, i feel like i think in you know i've been convinced I'm in good hands in this volatile, uh, trippy experience. Yeah, because I've been in good hands. <laughs> I've observed that when I had gotten to wit's end and had no idea how things were going to work, they worked out a lot, of, a lot of times. And I honored it a lot of times. And something that I thought my own viewing of it was what was making it seem shaky that view changed and that thing has been sound in my life. The reliance yeah. of something greater than self. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's working. So, I mean, seriously. Uh, so I think a lot of times the intellect is, is an, it can turn into almost a defense mechanism and, and self uh, hides in there because uh knowing's not all that it's cracked up to be really i mean because it usually has a it's a two-sided coin yeah knowing there's a lot of knowing to really not know what you already know (laughs) we really don't we just don't there's uh, that day of reckoning there's the fear of in the mental condition but there's an old statement i like which is what is it you know that you don't want to know a lot of wanting to know other shit is about not wanting to know that. <laughs> yeah. Like wanting, not wanting to know you're an alcoholic or an addict or whatever. <laughs> so you'll be become a professor of other shit to avoid admittance of that. <laughs> the, the admittance is another way of sometimes that's a part of the battle, right? You acknowledge something which can be difficult and then that gives you free reign to then do that thing because you've solved the problem, right? You're like, I finally I finally realized I know what I am. I'm an addict and now I'm pretty happy about the fact that I can go and do what I want. And it's about the doing and the putting into action as a result of understanding initially intellectually, I guess, the damage that you're doing understanding that you don't want to do that but seemingly having being powerless to be able to stop what you don't want to do and i guess that that's and then you have more and more usage to try to black that feeling out because it's not a nice feeling or no or you're in the program and you ask that power to do for you what you can't do for yourself yeah, yeah that, that, it can go it can go yeah. one road or the other i'm talking yeah. about the road of recovery yeah, yeah that's what that, that's the, like the, the same evidence is shown but the reaction to it is completely different yeah yeah completely yeah. different but it's the same evidence but yeah, what's yeah. reading the evidence and what's making a decision based on the evidence is different now mm. yeah and that's what changes everything yeah yeah that's that's really that's good stuff there paul thanks for that um yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah. um, again having a chat with you, and um, yeah, I wish you well. I wish everybody here well, and hope that we all. Uh... I'm happy to hear from you again, Tim. Yeah, that's cool, buddy. Yeah, I've, 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 it's been on my mind to have a, to speak, and I'm glad I have. So that's been the highlight of my day. So thanks for that. Oh, great, man. Nice to hear from you. Yeah. Cheers, buddy. Take care. Yeah. Thank you much, Tim. Appreciate that, uh, Bill. You have your hand up. Been waiting patiently. Thank you, Bill. 
Michael. <clears throat> Hi, Paul. Um, hey. My first time, uh, well, second time on your thing on this uh, 12-step group of yours, but I've been watching your videos for a while, and I really appreciate your message as it comes through. Um, I don't know so much of a question. It's just kind of a quick, quick little comment, I guess. Um, I'm about 16 years in uh, recovery, um, right. abstinent recovery. <laughs> uh, about four years ago, I, I just, <clears throat> I won't say I discovered non-duality came across my path and it blew everything out of the water, kind of that, that I ever thought about everything, <laughs> I guess. And um, at that time, four years ago, I was, I was, like I said, I was 12 years into recovery. I was about eight years of studying Course in Miracles. I read everything. I mean, there was just this insatiable hunger for seeking and all that. And then I, I came across non-duality and everything just changed uh, some way, the attitude and outlook. Anyway, at that, around that time, I, I just had a hard time fitting back into AA, I guess. Um, I just felt like I couldn't relate anymore because everything seemed so different. Um, that, that has changed um, in, in the last few years. I, I love going to AA meetings and I love the fellowship and, and everything. And your explanation of the bondage of self, I never heard before put into words, but it really strikes home because I've never heard that said at any meetings that I've been to, uh, that description of what bondage of self is. And, and I, I, I see that as true. Um, I guess um, my question would be, um, these days, I go to a lot of AA meetings. I got a few new sponsees. Do you have any pointers on how to hmm, talk at AA and express um, this, this kind of knowing and still have it helpful within the 12-step or AA group or just kind of like what the seven step prayer kind of says being maximal usefulness yeah. um, to new people or whatever. And without kind of losing my own, my own mind in that or something, I get the, own, you know, that thought system. I don't know if that made any sense, but it did to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it made a lot of sense. Yes. I've, uh, I would say it's best expressed covertly not overtly. <laughs> and I believe over time, uh, what you are will speak louder than what you say. So you can say things that are familiar to people in the AA meeting, but convey this energy for sure. It doesn't have to be the language of non-duality. It's the spirit of it, yeah? And I've learned it a lot of way, you know, I learned it sort of the hard way yeah, myself. It's been years. So, but I, uh, I was, but still, if people, when I used to go more, I haven't been going that much uh, with this stuff going on, but people would hear what I said at a meeting and they really like it. And then I, they'd say, well, where can I hear? And I, I tell them zenbitslap.com. They never see me again. <laughs> So, so if they heard it in in one familiarity it made it incredible but then 
when it seemed to move to another topic, it was forbidden, you know. So this is just what happens. I don't have any uh, dog in the hunt of getting this message across to anybody, really. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. And, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. So, but it's, it's something that I've heard a lot from a lot of people and I went through it because I thought it was very good news. And of course, uh, you know, sometimes when you feel like you've discovered good news, you're louder than usual. And, and reactions of people, most of the time, isn't really around the message, it's the messenger. Yeah, they sort of, yeah, and, uh, yeah, so whatever. I've just learned I don't say much or unless I do. Yeah. I just go with the flow of the meeting and sometimes, you know, saying something overtly about this would be like raining on a parade in a way. <laughs> so you refrain from that and you just sort of go along with the, the basic flow of what's happening. Yeah, and then if if it's the right moment or someone comes and talks to you and then you share about, you know, well, if you're into it, here you go. Yeah, but hey, but I know exactly. I just think you learn, it's another part of learning life, how to, how to face life successfully, yeah? So learning how to, uh, you know, go into the, uh, a community that you're involved with, with a new idea, yeah, so. A lot of times silence is probably the best way. And again, I feel there's a communication of where you're at or what you are more than what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, um, I, I really appreciate that, what you just said, because everything that you just said is kind of the way I've been seeing it. You know, it's yeah. more of a communication. I can do yeah, but but it's very helpful to me, I guess, that to have have at least one other person that kind of ex has experienced what what I'm experiencing because uh, uh, yeah. you yeah. know that to know that kind of like when you come to AA and you first realize, oh, I'm not the only crazy person in the world. There's a million people that have thought and, and experienced what what I've experienced. There's it's nice for me to talk to another person, so to speak. That's it's supportive to uh, yeah. realize uh, I'm not the only one that's ever had this uh, type of experience. Yes, and the thing is, sometimes to be of maximum use is to attract undue attention, so to speak, yeah? To be an upsetting quality of certain things, yeah? But again, I remember when I was doing, I was speaking at a, you know, 30, 31 years ago, I started to do workshops, fourth step workshops in AA. And they took on a whole new life because I was hearing more stuff, yes. And I would have a lot of people really flip out at me, yeah, at the messenger. <laughs> Almost some Zen guy wanted to punch me out because I was threatening the idea of meditation. It was tons of shit happens, you know what I mean? But I felt that it was sort of a calling. So, and it wasn't about protecting my feelings. So I knew I was coming, I was out on a limb and it, and it was fine. Yeah. 
I mean, a lot of people got mad at me and, and shit like that. Heretic and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but uh, I thought the message is more important than the messenger myself, really. So, but uh, yeah, it's not nice. It's, you know, it's uncomfortable when people get mad at you for bringing in a great idea. <laughs> hey, whatever. It's just part of the deal. So, I, I, I've, been, I've been called an AA blasphemer. Yes. <laughs> but this is what, you know, you know, the AA program is perfect, but there's people in it, you know, that's the thing. You know, we come with a lot of opinions about shit we have no idea about, you know, I'm not, ex I'm not uh, immune to that either. So basically I've learned to say a lot without saying much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. Thank you for that chair. It's nice to see you, yeah. And you're more always welcome, brother. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We like blasphemers. Yes. <laughs> Heretics, blasphemers. Yes. You know, I, I was going to add in there that I'm fortunate that I'm six foot six and bigger than most people. So nobody's tried to punch me for it yet. Uh, there you go. Well, the Zen person was very mad at me. Yes. We used to have this group called the Pod People in San Francisco. They were sort of like a cult. They were very mad at me. Yeah. They wouldn't wait after the talk to confront me and shit. They had this whole idea of walking around with books, writing down every fear. And I said, man, my target is, is to outgrow fear. I don't want to become a great manager of fear. I don't want to have any. <laughs> That's where I'm shooting for. I don't want to be writing down shit all day. Because, <laughs> you know, something, you start writing down shit, you're going to have more shit to write down. A lot at a time, yes? Yeah, so I'm a real believer in the process of recovery has a lot to do with telling the truth about what you seem to have grown into and then the process of growing out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't describe really literally what you're going to grow into when you grow out of stuff, but we know intimately, a lot of us, what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks again. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, I can Bill. Guarantee, I can guarantee, Bill, there's a meeting I used to go to, and every time I'd share, this guy would have to share after me. I mean, I, I could watch it to try to rebut the whole thing. <laughs> rebut the whole thing. It was amazing. He was so, he thought all the little chickadees were his, you know. He was the hen, the rooster, and he had to protect everyone. Well, hey, we're in good hands. You know? Yeah. From your experience you're sharing now, I feel like I'm talking to my twin brother because all the same stuff has happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, it's, it's, it produces, the message can produce an effect. It's not the individual messengers, really. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but hey, I was lucky in AA because I had credibility. I, I did a lot of service in AA, so they couldn't really run me out. And no one ever really said my, 
much to my face, only one person. It was mostly uh, background noise and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I was called non-self Paul, Buddha Paul. I was called the radical, uh, the radical Iman or something like that. <laughs> so I got a, a lot of names in the community. <laughs> 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 and it's funny no uh, very few people from where i live are on these zooms it's amazing that thing about not saying i'm a prophet but jesus thing about the prophet is never recognized in its own village it makes me it used to make me sad that but that's why we did the website i knew uh i had been i had been characterized very well in this community people weren't going to hear it anymore. So by putting the website out, we could put it out to other AA communities. That was the big driving force to do a website, the Zen Bitch Club, was just to get the message out. Because it was, it was dying here in a way. Because who's going to look at self when they can look at a non-self Paul? Yes. Yeah. Talk about mm -hmm. him. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. You learn a lot about a lot of things when, you know, yeah. I feel, I feel much less alone in that um, experience we're talking about now. Good, good, hearing, great. Hearing, he, hearing that you did all this, all, you experienced all the same stuff. It's, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. common, common. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, it's. You know, there was a, to, I'm going off on a tangent, but there was a very interesting documentary about uh, this huge pro, uh, thing that this group called uh, Osho Rajneesh, who was an Indian guy called, I think, Into the Wilderness, where this uh, followers of him built this huge place in Oregon called The Ranch. And they came against, they came up against this small town called Antelope or something. And this documentary, they would, they would uh, interview people. And two of the interviews of the citizens of this town had the exact same answer. They said they were afraid of things they don't know. Yeah. That's what happens. The head is afraid of shit it doesn't know. Yeah. So if you bring something to it that it doesn't want to know, it's definitely going to get up into an uproar a little bit. Yeah. I see it as a good sign, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. All right, Paul. That's all we have for today. Oh, great, bro. Hey, thank you, everyone. And welcome, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Mm. the truth is the truth. It doesn't have to be welcomed. Yeah, it's true. So if you have that movement, if that thing has been convinced in you, you, you stand firm in it. Yeah. It doesn't matter the swaying opinions of, of situations. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you.
Hey, Kaiser, nice to see you. I got uh, Kurt Z, our main man in Redondo Beach. Always a pleasure, Kurt. PK, always a pleasure, PK. Long Island City. Bill, nice to meet you in Delaware. We got Walter in the Netherlands. Nice to see you, Walter. We got George in the UK. Owen in Ireland, 100% Irish. That's a heavy duty strain, 100%. Don't mean so. We got Tim. There you go, Tim. Yeah. We, you know, Tim, in a way, look at uh, we agnostics in the big book. They talk about reason or instinct, and they talk about, you know, the limitations of reason. There he is. Yeah, it's a very good chapter. All right, so we got uh, we got Stefan on having never left. Thank you, Michael. Again, thank you for jumping in. Chris over in Lexington, Kentucky. Pleasure to see you again, my friend. Jacob, all's well. I hope you can always call me up if you like. We got I should. I should. I should. in contact. Someone's getting out there, Tommy. Connor from Dublin. We got Kelly, nice to see her again. We got Alex, oh, Hudson Valley. There she is. We got Crispy and Mammoth. Yeah. Sooner or later, the, the wood stove is gonna be put out. Spring must come sooner or later. Roman in Germany. Yeah, there he is. Roman and Barbara. Jason in San Diego. Thanks, Jason. Uh, we got, let's see, we got Oliver. We got from Berlin, Suzanne, Terry from Maine. Oh, I'm happy to see Terry. Eligio, King Baby, yes. Ruby Rose in Kansas. No, Wichita, Kansas. Nice to see you, Ruby. We got uh, Anne uh, from the UK, yeah. We've got David B. Thank you, Dave, for the service, helping out on the site. That's uh, great. I think that's about it. Yeah. And uh, what a pleasure to, yeah. So, see you guys late. Also, wait a minute. Uh, we're gonna, we have some new things going on in the website. I haven't decided, but we posted it up. I'm supposed to do a, a Zoom weekend on April, on March, I think, 19th and 20th. So it would be three talks a day for two days. I think they're charging 100. It's actually from Zen Bitchlap. It's the people who set up the Dimitri and Julie are running it. So if you're interested in that, please let me know, or I, I may cancel because I, I wasn't finding much interest in myself. <laughs> <laughs> which is a good sign but uh yeah whatever so and we've got and then we have the there's one in gonna be up soon in june in colorado a five-day thing and then in italy of course in september i hope a lot of us can meet there it's gonna be a, a very nice time beautiful area so okay let me get back to goodbyes so mickey mickey Mickey, the uh, the matriarch.
talk was a little tardy today. Yes, there you go. Uh, admit your admit your mistakes and be free. Yeah, there. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's about it from everyone. Cal, Kerry Klein, nice to see Kerry. Kerry was a great host. He took care of Amelia and I very, very well. Thank you and say hello to Judith. A very, uh, yeah, very uh, appreciative. Very nice day. Okay, everyone, I'll see you soon. Oh, today at 4.30 Pacific time, we do a non-duality talk. Yes, that dreaded message of non-duality. It's be at 4.30 uh, Pacific time for an hour. It's on the website. You can just go through the same link. Uh, you'll have it there. And uh, yeah, check it out. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye.